She traveled many miles, was going to have a child. She knew that life would never be the same. She laid that precious child in a manger all the while, crying out, Jesus is his name. Everyone around began to say, Listen to his heartbeat, such a special heartbeat. Sounds like none I've ever heard any other time. Listen to his heartbeat, such a different heartbeat. Every beat just seems to be the hope of all mankind. Soon he was a man with words of life began to walk the shores of Galilee that day. He cleansed lives of their sin and the blind could see again. The lame could walk, the dumb could talk, everyone would say, listen to his heartbeat, such a special heartbeat, sounds like none I've ever heard any other time, listen to his heartbeat, such a different heartbeat. Every beat just seems to be the hope of all mankind. They led him up the hill, and the earth grew dark and still. As they nailed him to a rugged tree, the blood came streaming down to a dry and thirsty ground. The whole world hushed at his heart's final beat. They came to the tomb, all their lives in ruins, in their hearts crying bitter tears. Everything had changed And the stone was rolled away Someone said, what is that I hear? Listen to his heartbeat Such a special heartbeat It's the one I've only heard Just one other time Listen to his heartbeat, there's that different heartbeat, every beat just seems to be the hope of all mankind, he's the hope of all.
wonderful job, Brother Todd. Amen. God is good. You turn up my monitors just a little bit, Cooper. It's good to be in the house of the Lord this morning. How many know he is the hope of all mankind? One thing the church has been asking for is some zip-up hoodies. I forgot to make this announcement a while ago, but we finally went ahead and had them made, so there they are right there. If you're wanting one, get with Miss Linda after church. It should be outside, and, and uh, man, I tell you what, it's a good Christmas present to give to somebody, amen. If she's with you or he's with you, just don't let them see you. Praise God. Open your Bibles if you brought one to Isaiah 9. It's very important that we as Christians don't get caught up in the uh, wave of marketing and commercialism that's focused on the true meaning of Christmas. There's no way that we can really, really serve Christmas and leave Christ out of the math. Christ needs to be the center of our life. Christ needs to be front and vocal in our talk in our daily walk this Christmas season. We have to put him first this Christmas season. I want to make some points to you today that there's no way that you can really, really ever grasp the reality of Christmas and leave Christ out of your life. But they're doing it. But they're doing it. So many people today are just out hustling, bussing, they're getting the latest and the coolest gadgets and gifts and they're putting them up underneath the tree and they're not telling their kids about the true meaning of Christmas. I think the true meaning of Christmas is found in Isaiah 9, verse 6 and 7. Got my Bible? For unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulders, and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. For unto us, us, you and me, for unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. My mother was one of those that got into the spirit of Christmas. I know that my granddaddy, he was a great man of God. My grandmother, I don't think she ever went to church as far as I know, but my granddaddy was a great man of God, and he drug his kids to church. He drug his grandkids to church. So my mama, I, I know she believed in Jesus. I, I led her to the Lord at the end of her life. Hallelujah. She's with Jesus this morning. Everlasting life. Who believes in that today? Everlasting life. Oh, you're going to believe in it when you need it. My mother loved to decorate. My, my wife used to get a real big kick because the Christmas tree never got put up in our house. For years, my dad just built a stand, and he went down to Lowe's, and he got some little cast iron wheels, and he, they built a stand, and they put wheels on that tree, and they'd roll it into the closet, all decorated, and they'd shut it in the closet. You go in the closet for a shirt. No, there ain't no shirt there. There's a Christmas tree there. Well, as they got older, 
as they got older, they got tired of rolling it in and out, so they just left it out all year long. It was a fancy tree. It was a microfiber tree. had all these lights and stuff on it. And my wife said, your mama nuts. We go over there for Easter, there'd be little rabbits hanging on it. <laughs> we go over there for, tell them, Mary, I ain't telling them a lie. I'm a, we go over there for Halloween, it'd be decorated. Fourth of July, little firecrackers hanging up on it. And I was like, man. But our house was always decorated. And, and, and I was remembering that there was this star. I wish I had it. There was a star that my mama would put out in the window every year. I think, it, I think that, that the generation that my mom comes from knows this star. It had five little bulbs on it. And, and, and that star would go into the window. And I believe that my mama, uh, tonight, today, I mean, I believe that my mama put that star in the window to let the whole world know unto this day there's a Savior being born. That star represented her faith. Her faith, that star, it represented her faith. And I remember her putting it in the window every year. And I know what she was saying to this world. I believe in Jesus. I want to talk to you today about the star of my life. His name is Jesus. I want to talk to you today about the star of my life. He's King of kings and Lord of lords. He's the mighty God. And I want to talk to you today about five points this season of festivity that every Christmas story should teach us about how that we should learn about the Lord and, and what his birth really meant. And there's five points that we can learn from the star. And everyone knows a star really don't have five points, but our star does. And Isaiah claims it in the word of the Lord. He says, for unto this day a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulders, and his name, watch this, his name will be Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. Five points to a star. I want to talk to you about that this morning. I believe it's important that you understand that Isaiah said his name would be called Wonderful. He gives us five different attributes of the name of Christ. And I love it because to me he is wonderful. Somebody ought to grab that tonight. Has he ever been wonderful to you? You ought to give him a praise because he has been wonderful to me. He is counselor. He's mighty God. He's everlasting father. He's prince of peace. And there's five points to a star. On the night that Christ was born in a manger, there were three wise men. Watch this. Pay attention. Look this way. On the night that the, the Lord has a lot to say about five. On the night that the Lord was born, there were three wise men and Mary and Joseph that witnessed the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Five. Five. There were five there. There were five books in the Old Testament that lead up to the birth of Jesus Christ. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Deuteronomy, and Numbers. Five. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Deuteronomy, Numbers. There's a five-fold ministry that leads the church and leads the leadership and the leadership in the government. It's the apostles, the prophets, the pastors, the teachers, the evangelists. The number five has great significance. There's five points to my star. He's king of kings, Lord of lords. He is the star of my life. I'm, I just light up when I say Jesus. Wherever I'm at and I just say Jesus, my heart just lights up on the inside. 
Even if I'm having a bad day, I can hear his name, and it just lights up my world. I can see his name written on a piece of paper, and it gives me hope. The five has a, there's a five-fold ministry that leads the church, apostles, prophets, pastors, teachers, evangelists. The number five has a great significance to do with our Lord and Savior. The number five, if you don't know this, you can write this down. The number five means grace. Grace. On the fifth day, God created grace. He gave every living creature a, a, a breath and air to breathe. The number five, the number five symbolizes God's grace, his goodness, his favor towards mankind, animals, human beings, and every living creature. Grace is mentioned in the Bible, you know how many times, Donnie? 318 times. Oh, Lord, I need some grace. Oh, Lord, I thank you for his grace this morning. Now, I might be sitting amongst a bunch of perfect people, but I am not. I need his grace. Somebody, hallelujah, if you need his grace. The number five means grace. The number five simulates God's grace, his goodness, his favor towards humans and all mankind. And if you hold up your right hand, everybody hold up your right hand, you'll see you have five fingers on it. And the Bible says, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. It says in the Bible that you were created in his image, so the Lord has five fingers. Humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, it says. Count your fingers, one, two, three, four, five. Back in the day when people laid hands on others, they put like the pop, the prophets and, 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 and even today when we pray over somebody or we uh, bless somebody or we ordain somebody, we tell everybody, put your hand on that person. That is the power of God. There's no power of Mark Grimes. There's no power of any elder in this church. It's I'm putting my hands on you. I'm praying for you. But Jesus is the healer, not me. I, but the power comes. The power comes from the hand of God. And the Bible says that all of you, young and old, should humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. Five also is the number of wounds that Jesus has got on the cross, on Calvary. He got five wounds, one in his right hand, one in his left hand, one in his left foot, and one in his right foot. And then they pierced his side. Five is the number of times that he was pierced for our transgressions, for our sins. So the number five, five points to a star, has a lot to do with this Christmas season. And I believe it has a lot to do with life. Is anybody getting this or am I only one that's grabbing this up today? Because I want to say this to you. They pierced him in his right hand and in his left hand and in his right foot and in his left foot. And they pierced him in his side. And five wounds in his body that was offered up for a living sacrifice for mine and your sins. His name is Jesus Christ. He is the star of my life. Come on, somebody. And he ought to be the star of your life. <clears throat> he ought to be your hero. He ought to be your savior. He ought to be your saving grace. I want to give you five points. Today I want to bring this message to life. I want you to grab this as we go out this holiday season and not focus on so much of the present presence that we get to buy, but for his presence in our life. We should light up like this star above my head today. Isaiah 9, 6, 7 says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, 
and the governments will be upon his shoulder and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father and the Prince of Peace. Each of these descriptions gives us a different aspect of the work of God that he wants to do in our life. What I found as I follow the star, the star of my life, Jesus Christ, is his name is wonderful. How many have ever been in a bad situation and somebody wrapped their arms around you and said, Jesus got this? <laughs> He's wonderful, ain't he? Oh, you ought to eat that up right now. You ought to smile from ear to ear and just wrap that up. If anybody's ever wrapped their arms around you in a desperate time of need maybe it was some bad news to do with your children or your health or maybe you lost a loved one and someone come in and said jesus has got this everything's going to be okay you know that wonderful feeling the bible says that he is wonderful and lord he is wonderful i got goosebumps just telling you that his name is wonderful this word comes from the root Wonder, which means a sense of awe. How many get a sense of awe just being in the Lord's presence? It makes me cry sometimes just to be in his presence. My kids watch me sometimes, and I'll be reading my Bible or watching a show, and they'll say, Dad, you're such a wimp. And I say, baby, Jesus is just wonderful. He's just wonderful. Last night, I got the opportunity to witness one of our visions come to life when I saw those kids playing basketball, and I just felt his presence out there. And when I got back in the car, my wife said, ain't you glad you came tonight? And I said, it's wonderful. God is wonderful. Jesus wants to bring a sense of all to your life. Come on, somebody. Touch three people and say, he's wonderful. Hey, listen to me. No longer do we have to get a cheap sense of wonderful from this world. No longer do we have to go out and buy something that everybody else has to get something that will be outdated in three months anyway. We don't need something that somebody else has got. We ain't got to keep up with the Joneses to find the sense of wonderful for our life. He is the sense of wonderful for our life. I thank God that he is the fulfillment and that I don't have to find that fulfillment in the bottom of a bottle this holiday season. I don't have to find this fulfillment, this wonderful, in the bottom of a bottle or a needle stuck in my arm. You know, I was thinking about it. Lord, you're so wonderful to me. You're my everything. When was the last time you sat down underneath a shade tree and just said, Lord, you're my everything? When was the last time you climbed on the back of your motorcycle, fired it up, and headed down the road and said, you are everything to me? When was the last time you held your child, kissed your grown-up kids? I still kiss my babies. One of them 20 and the other one 17. I kiss them right on the mountain. Daddy, love you, boy. <laughs> and as they walk away, I say, Lord, you're so wonderful. You're so good to me. He gave me Mary. I kiss her. I hold her. I love her. I, I, she's my companion. She's my best friend. She drives me insane in my membrane. But I step back and I say, Lord, you're just so wonderful. Thank you for her. When was the last time you sat and told the Lord you're my everything? I don't have to keep up with the Joneses because I got the Jesus. 
I don't have to have the best everything this world has because I have the Jesus. He is wonderful. Say it with me. He is wonderful. My first point I want to make to you today is that he is wonderful. One day I was sitting in church and I was tired and it had been a long Sunday and still had Sunday night service to go and Mary was tired also. It had been a long weekend. She said, honey, do you mind if I go home? And I said, no, I, I'm going to stay a while. And my office used to be right here beside the building and and, 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 and I, I just got tired and sleepy and I, I came into the church, Mr. John, to lay down in these blue chairs. You know what? I have slept a lot where you sit. I have. I have slept. I, I, I sometimes, if I'm having a bad day, I just come in here and lay down in these chairs, turn some music on, just rest in the Lord a while. Sometimes when life is just pressing me and pushing, the Bible says that life will press you. Things will come against you. Sometimes I just come in here and just get in the presence of the Lord. One day I was tired. We had worked long hours the night before putting on something, and, and, and I can't remember exactly what was going on that weekend, but Mary said, I'm not going to come tonight. That's fine, baby. Let's let me. I, I'm going to come. i got to study, and then, and then I'll, I'll be good. And she said, okay. And she kissed me goodbye, and I got to working in my office, and I, and I got tired, and I got sleepy. And I came, and I laid down over there where, where Brother Dave and, and Brother Larry and them were sitting over there. And I was just took off my shirt and pulled off my boots, and, and I turned the air conditioner on. I cranked up them fans right on top of me, and I laid my head down to sleep, and I heard a big old thunder. Boom! And I thought, man, am I hearing things? Because it was sunny outside. It was beautiful. The weather was perfect, and I heard it again. Boom! And so I got up. I was just about to fall asleep. I got up, and I went, and I stuck my head out the back door to see if it was raining. Up my driveway come a lady in a brand-new Mercedes Benz. She was pulling up the driveway. I was like, who is this bothering me? I'm trying to sleep. I'm tired. I don't want to talk to nobody. Maybe I'll just hide. A lot of times God gives us responsibility, but you hide from it. You don't do it, God. He's even sending the thunder and the rain and the storms to get your attention, but you don't pay attention. If I'm looking in your eyes, I'm probably telling you the truth. God sent the storm, and he woke me up, and I saw that Mercedes coming, and I said, Lord, who is this? And this Mercedes, they don't belong here. So I grabbed my shirt, and I put it on, and I, and I heard the car pull up, and, and, I, and I threw my boots on, and, and, and I, I had them tucked in. I had my shirt undone, and I walked out to see how I could help them. I figured they was going to tell me that there was, a, there was a cow out, or they were going to ask me some question about this or that and the other. I walked up to the car, and there was a lady in there. I said, ma'am, how can I help you? I looked in her lap, and there was a chrome 357 Magnum. I looked in her eyes, and there were just tears rolling down her eyes. I said it again. I said, how can I help you? She said, I've been driving around looking for a place to kill myself. And God told me to come over here. And you know, God knew that I would get up and get on the job. And I said, ma'am, God loves you so much that he sent you here. He sent you right to here that I can tell you that he loves you. And what's going on in your life? Her husband had left her and took the kids. She felt all alone and isolated. 
she was just ready to end it all. I said, you can't end it all. I said, the Lord loves you so much. He's got such wonderful plans for you. I said, you know what? All this may be going on because he wants a relationship with you. And he didn't send you here to kill yourself. He sent you here to have a relationship with you. And I want to say this to you, and I remember saying it like it was yesterday, Brother Chris. I said, he is wonderful. He is wonderful. I said, ma'am, I used to drink. I used to lie. I used to steal. I used to cheat. I used to be so empty. And I found the Lord, and he's the best thing I got. And I said, ma'am, you really don't want to kill yourself, do you? She said, no, sir. I said, can I have your gun for a minute? She handed me the gun. It was a revolver, six-shooter. I opened up the chamber and I dumped the bullets in my hand and I stuffed them in my pocket. I still got them bullets. You know where she is today? She is with the wonderful Jesus Christ serving in the church <laughs> called Fellowship of the Woodlands. And she's over there and she is, God has not only done amazing things. Come on, somebody. He is wonderful. God has not only done amazing things in her life. Her husband saw this new light, this new change, and wanted his wife back. And God restored the whole family. And if God has ever restored your family, restored your marriage, broke every chain of addiction in your life, then you understand the wonderful creator that he is. The next thing he says, he says his name is Counselor. Did you know that God Almighty, the mighty God, the everlasting Father wants to be a personal counselor to you? Oh, touch three people and say, quit trying to do things your way. Somebody was touching their cells. He's talking to me. He's talking to me. He's talking to me. He's talking to me. His name is Counselor. He wants a personal counsel and direction and give it to you right now. His name is Almighty God, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, and He wants to give you personal counsel and directions. Look with me at Psalm 73, 24. Got my Bible? Hurry with me there. Hurry with me there. As Psalm 73, 24 says, Oh, He's a great counselor. Come on, somebody. He is a great counselor. I love to hear from Him. Has anybody ever heard from the Lord? I love to hear from him. Psalm 73, 24 says this. You will guide me with your counsel and afterwards receive me into glory. No longer do you have to baffle by problems and face them alone. God wants to be your counselor. Because with Christ as your counselor, you can know that God will reveal the path for you. When, when, come on, somebody. God, God will reveal the plan he has for your life. It's 
when you open up your Bible, when you read it, when you go to church, when you get around other believers, God will begin to counsel you and say, I don't want you there. I don't want you to go there. No, you can't go there. You're too young for that. Don't touch that. Now, listen, that's not my way. I love you. Like a good father, he does this correction in our life. Some people think the Lord is a bunch of rules and regulations. But he's a loving father who gives his kids counsel. And just like my two kids, when I give them counsel, what do we do? We rebel. We, re, we don't want to do it that way. I, I got my own way. I want to try it myself. I can tell my kids nine times out of a hundred, go do it this way. Go do it this way. Go do it this way. And they're going to do it their way. And then they're going to mess up, and they're going to say, Daddy, I wish I'd have done it your way. And God don't rub that in our face. And can I say this to you, parents? You ought not rub that in your kid's face either. You tell them what to do. You make a, give them a choice to make. God gave you count. Most of the stuff I know is because I made a lot of mistakes. Most of the stuff I give clear direction to my church family is life experiences that, man, I'm going to tell you something. I hadn't always done the right thing. So consequences caught up with me. So when I tell my son, don't do it this, or I tell you, hey, look, grass ain't always greener on the other side of the fence, cowboy, because that means the septic's over there. You think grass is greener on the other side of the fence? You got your eye on her? God gave you the one you're supposed to have. That's your queen. That's your princess. You're supposed to love her. Oh, yeah, he don't look like he used to when you married him. Neither do you, mama. If you think grass is greener on the other side of the fence, where I come from, it's the septic. And it stinks. God wants to give you counsel. Some of y'all, he's counseling right now, saying you ain't supposed to be doing what you're doing. But you don't listen. This holiday season, the second point to my star is, is to listen to this counselor. I, I got to witness to a young man the other day, and I said, listen, man, get yourself around the right people. Do the right thing. Well, what about my boys? What about Man, they don't care about you. When you go to jail, when you do those things, they're not going to give you 50 cents on your commissary. God cares about you. No longer do you have to be baffled by the problems you face because Christ, as your counselor, you can know that God will reveal his will to you. Sometimes our time is not his time, and though. All you impatient people, you know who you are. If I got one finger pointing at you, I got three pointing back at me. Sometimes we get ahead of God. We think we hear from God, but it's really not God. It's really our own wants and our own needs, our own desires. Because sometimes God's answer is no. Sometimes the counselor's answer is no. It's not a maybe. God don't give us maybes. God don't give us, he gives us yeses and noes. Why don't he give us maybes? Why? Because he said stay out of the gray area in our lives. I think that he is a wonderful counselor. He showed me how to be a father. He showed me how to be a husband. He showed me how to be a friend. I found all that in the Bible. I found all that talking to him. I found all that walking with other people that walk with him. He is a great counselor. Touch three people and say he's a great counselor. That is the second point to my star. The third point. How much time I got left? Oh, an hour. Uh, the third point to my star is this. 
His name is Mighty God. Say that with me, Mighty God. This means that Jesus has the ultimate power. The ultimate. Buddha ain't got it. The Pope ain't got it. Jesus is the ultimate power. The ultimate power for you as you encounter the demands of life this holiday season. There are times when you probably have thought that this Christian life is very hard and I don't think I can do it. Well, guess what? I have thought that too. But I have found that the mighty power of God is revealed to his children when they need it the most. Somebody ought to hear me now. There are times when you probably have thought that it was very hard to live a life as a Christian. I've thought that as well. In fact, I want to say this to you. Write this down. And I think it's impossible to be a Christian without the mighty power of God and the Holy Spirit in your life. I think it's impossible to be a Christian without the mighty power of God and the Holy Spirit directing and guiding your life because His mighty power is there available to all of His children just like a loving Father gives His kids. I'm so thankful that the mighty God is there for me. Gives me strength to do what I have to do. After the play, a young lady looked up into my eyes and she said, I don't know how you do it. I looked down into her eyes. I said, it's just the Holy Spirit. It's not me. He pushes me. He prods me. We did 2,800 miles in a car, and we came right back home to a Christmas play. And that weekend, we had church, and we had two weddings and a funeral. And I just kept going and going like the Energizer Bunny. Can I say this to you? I didn't have one monster. One Red Bull. Can I say this to you? I didn't have one Dr. Pepper. I had the Lord's strength on my side. I wasn't really even tired. Really, I really wasn't tired. I, I, my physically, I was. I was. I, I needed rest, but mentally, I just kept going. He is the great, mighty God. Some of you are looking at some court dates. That are coming up. Some of you got some, some problems in your life right now. It is the mighty God who will get you through each and every day. Not just Christmas. Not just this season. But rolling into the new year. You need the mighty God on your side. You ever been in one of those situations so bad that you just had to sit down and call on Jesus? <laughs> you don't even know, do you? Come on, somebody. You ever been in one of those situations so bad you just had to call on Jesus? That's the third point to my star is he is the mighty God. This season, a lot of people are broke, busted, and got all these things coming. Listen to me. Call, set, and call Almighty God to show up and deliver you and set you free and help you and lead you and guide you. That's the third point to my star. Now, the fourth star, fourth point, and I'm done. I'm almost done. Listen to me. The fourth part, he's called Everlasting Father. <laughs> Wrap that up for a minute. Everlasting Father. Because Christ came to die on the cross and pay for our sins and rise again from the dead, you have an Everlasting Father. One who will be with you forever. He will never forget about you. Touch three people and say, he will never forget about you. 
He will always be there to guide you, to help you through life. I'm not scared to die. Bible says absent from the body is present with the Lord. Sometimes we're scared to live. Oh, you know who he's talking to. You won't go bungee jump. You won't get on a bull. Some of you cowards won't even come out of the house. Some of you cowards won't even do something for the Lord. Some of you cowards got hurt one time trying to do this or trying to do that. So this time, you just don't do nothing. Listen to me. You don't have to be scared of nothing when you have the everlasting Father in your life. Am I going to bungee jump? No. Those cords got weight limits on them. I don't like to fly. I'm a little scared of heights these days. I, I, there's stuff that, that I don't want to do. I don't, I don't choose to do. But walking with him, telling people about him, loving him and listening to him, I'm not scared to do. I'm not scared of what you say about me when church is over. I could care my less. I said that all in one word, care my less. You ought not care what others say about you either. Because when you have the everlasting father, he says this, watch this, I'm done. Listen, watch. I got one more star after this, I'm done. Listen, he says, if you're ashamed of me, I'll be ashamed of you in front of my father. And the one thing, the one thing, the one thing, Miss Margaret, that we have in common is we're all going to die. You and me, we're all going to die. And we're going to stand there before our Lord and Savior. And he's going to say, either, well done, my good and faithful servant. Your name's right here. Come on in. Or he's going to say, depart from me. I never knew you. You denied me in front of your friends. I wasn't your everlasting uh, father down on earth. I'm not going to be your everlasting father here in heaven. You don't get no second chances after you die. Your second chances this morning. And that's English. Easy to understand, but hard to swallow. He will always be there to guide you. He's the everlasting father. I thank God for that today. And the last thing, the last, I, I, I want to say this because I want to leave that for the top. He's the prince of peace. Oh, my goodness, he is the prince of peace. Certainly, we live in frightening times. Turn on your television, watch the news. We look at our world and see so many things that have gone wrong. Just the other day I was preaching and somebody yelled out, we're not getting no income tax this year. Well, you shouldn't be sitting around waiting on income tax. You should be putting your hands in the Prince of Peace, trusting the Lord in your life and in your finances and with your children. We're not getting no income tax this year. Whether I get it or not, the Lord's going to give me peace. He's the Prince of Peace, the Bible said. He's, his name is Prince of Peace. We live in times where North Korea tells us we can't go watch this movie. We live in times where these people named ISIS are killing Christians one after the other. And you know what they're doing right now? They're trying to get on boats to get over here to kill you. They're trying to sneak into the good old United States. If not, there's probably 100,000 of them here already. And you can go out and you can buy AKs, 47s, machine guns, swords, bow and arrows. But what you really need is the Prince of Peace. We need his peace in our lives because peace drives out worry. 
If you look at the war and the problems we face today, we, for the most part, the results of people who are breaking God's commandments. But God will bring peace to the person who is well-pleasing to him. He will give you peace, not chaos. He will give you clear direction, not lose you. You're very important to him. What's in a name? I'm done. Listen to me. What's in a name? Isaiah says it so well. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulders, and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. What's in a name? Listen to this. Listen to this. That all depends on whose name it is. Jesus Christ can be your Prince of Peace. He can be your Counselor. He can be your Mighty God. He can be your Everlasting Father. You can experience life to the fullest because His name is wonderful. Medical science tries to add years to our life, but only Jesus Christ can add life to our years. Let's pray together today. Is he the star of your life? Is he lighting up your world? He sure is mine. I'd like you to join me this year in allowing Christ to light up your life. Every head bowed and every eye closed. Father God, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this time. We thank you for this message. We thank you for your wonderful name. The name above all names. Lord, I thank you that in, in the history of all mankind, there's not another Jesus. There is only one Savior. The Bible says there is only one Savior. You can't get to heaven by good works. You can't get to heaven by being a good person. You can only get to heaven by one name, and that's the name of Jesus. Every head bowed and every eye closed. Have you ever asked him to come into your heart? Do you know the true meaning of Christmas? Jesus loves you so much. I want you to give your heart to him right now. Just say, Lord, come into my life and save me. Today I make you my Lord and Savior. I'm going to serve you from this day forward. I trust you with all my heart, mind, body, and soul. I believe you died on the cross. I believe you were born of a virgin. I believe you died on the cross. And I believe that three days later you rose. And I believe you're coming back soon. You believe those things and you ask Christ to come into your heart. I believe you got saved this morning. Maybe the holiday seasons have been worrying you and stressing you. Come and take the altar with me this morning. I think I'm going to go down just for a minute and... And just tell the Lord, I'm thankful that he is my counselor. That he's just wonderful in my life. I think I'm going to go down and say, Lord, thank you for being the Prince of Peace. I think I'm coming down right now to say, Lord, you're all I need. The stuff we get from underneath the tree will rust, fade away, go out of style, break. But our Lord and Savior, 
last an eternity for those who believe. Come join me at the altar, if you will. Let's just give him praise right now. Thank you, Lord. Father, we thank you for this time that we got together today, Lord. We thank you that your presence is felt this morning in our hearts, in our church, in our loved ones. Lord, we lift up those that are sick and shut in that couldn't be here today. Lord, we thank you for our military, our brothers and sisters who are fighting for our freedom. Lord, I thank you for the parents that bring their kids to church. Lord, I thank you for the family of Candy Creek Cowboy Church. And what a wonderful blessing they are. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Somebody give the Lord a praise this morning. Amen. Amen. Bless you so much this morning. Hallelujah. Hold on, guys. Give the band a big round of applause. Always coming right on time. Amen. God is good. Tonight we'll be back in our spots at 6 p.m. Also, when will we do Christmas Eve service? 6 p.m. Touch three people because I think they forgot. 6 p.m. After service, after service on Christmas Eve, we always have refreshments and cake and punch. So you guys make plans to come this Christmas Eve, this Christmas Eve service and bring a friend, guys. And if you're, come on somebody, bring a friend, bring a family member. And if this is your first time here, there's usually not an empty seat in the house on Christmas Eve. So you need to make plans to try to get here early if you want a seat. If not, give your seat up to our visitors that night. Plus, we got the youth coming in this year. We got the lambs coming in, all their parents that they're going to be here. So make grandparents will be here. So make sure you guys come early and get a seat, and we're going to stay for refreshments. Amen. Thank you guys for the wonderful, beautiful picture. I love it with all my heart. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Let's close out with prayer. Don, would you close us out with prayer, my brother? Thank you, Lord, for having us in the house today, and we hope that we have served you the best that we can, and we hope that everyone 
and serve you in the in the future so that we'll all have peace and have everyone please come back tonight for the services in Jesus name amen, amen.